Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At Home in His Love. All about how do we spend time with Jesus? What does it look like to make our home in Him? And how do we learn more about His love by just being in relationship with Him? The opening jingle. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I normally just jump straight in. So I'm here with Joel, really excited about this conversation and nice to connect with an old friend uh, from uni days. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm not old. <laughs> yeah, he's not old, but old in wisdom. Oh, wow. And stature. Dang. Joel, do you want to like introduce yourself and yeah, how would you describe who you are? Hello, I am Joel. Nicholas. I am 25. I'm married. I'm in Brighton. I've been cutting my own hair for two years now and I've got better at it. And how come you decided to start cutting your own hair? Honestly to save money because I don't know anyone that as a student or like just coming out of being a student thinks yep haircut every like two weeks is definitely a priority. Mm. If that if that is someone's thing if that is your thing then no shame, but you've got more bank than me. Already controversial, Rainy. <laughs> Ten seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you could like help other people now post pandemic cut their hair because you're now experienced, or is it kind of you can only do your own? Um, I'd be really interested. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see if I'm actually any good with someone else's hair. It also it only seems to be when like the sudden desire to cut my hair comes upon me that I. I'm good at it. Okay, it has to be a specific moment. Yeah, let's just start. So, yeah, how would you describe, like, your relationship with God? Like, what's your process been? From knowing you, there's been ways that you've chatted about the Lord that I probably haven't have, like, learned or seen that dimension of him, which has been really great oh, wow. to then be able to share in that. So, yeah, I would love to know how well, you would explain your relationship with God and what it's been like. That, that's so kind. <laughs> <laughs> My relationship with him is probably not not very churchy, <laughs> not very like yes, not not very like standard. Probably it's become a lot more standardized because you do just like learn stuff through church and through people in the church. But I find yeah, I find that people that have like really miraculous stories where they've come through just utterly bizarre stuff have definitely got like a unique intimacy and friendship with God. And I think a loyalty comes with that as well, that you wouldn't be able to explain unless you are also someone that's gone through something of that kind of like uh, dramatic scale or intensity. One of the sort of fathers in church was talking about how, how much he'd love more more kind of depth of prophetic gifting but also from talking to people with that sort of depth of prophetic insight and that sort of relationship with God it comes with a story to match I think that I've really benefited from having I'm not going to say it's the most dramatic it's yeah it's an intense story I know more intense stories however it's certainly it's it's up there it definitely it definitely did me some good to have come from where I've come from. And I, I think that that's actually probably something that will always, that will always do me favor whenever I remember where I've come from, more, especially more recently in the lockdown where I've been obviously a lot more stretched and challenged. 
and you can become entitled and think that you are owed stuff or you can think just along the lines of frustration and, and ungrateful bitterness comes in and then the best thing to do is just to remember what it is that God's done for you and um, so I think that my relationship with God is very much it's something that will never be taken from me even by my own stupidity it would always be what it was that was such a solid foundation like such a solid origins story <laughs> that has set me up really well and that I love that it also means that I'm not leaning on anything that could be like misconstrued like a message that I've heard because it wasn't a message that I heard it wasn't something I read it wasn't something that someone said to me it was pretty stand up call to attention out of obviously there's loads of factors <laughs> um that led to it but like when I look back to my, my like time of meeting God and being saved I think that that it always brings me back to just a, a heart of like warmth and familiarity and just thinking yeah I've got I've got history um like the Maverick City song it's like you and I have got history we go way way back that always makes me think about just like yeah yeah we do <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And it sounds like, depending on how much you want to go into that like encounter, it sounds like you encountered him and he pulled you out of something. And I guess sometimes people feel like other people may be just not interested or too far gone or, I don't know, so wrapped up in something else. Mm. Yeah, would you have any encouragement to share from your story of what God can do with even like a heart that's not necessarily seeking him in that moment, but he still comes? I saw him intervene with my life before I even fully knew who he was. And, um, wow. you know, it was, I, I guess it's the reality of the mustard seed and also the reality of being cut, being cut to your heart um, with grief and like awareness of sin and um, genuinely wanting something better. Mm. Um, so you can be not seeking God, but you can be aware of your sin and aware of not even you can even come at it from like thinking that you're absolved of guilt in in the matter but you're experiencing something that has caused you to grieve and um to doubt everything and realize realize the frailty of human life as we perceive it and i think there's in those moments where he's way more tangible because the kind of cloud and the the veil the veil that lays over our eyes to to norm like to see is removed and we can see a little bit more clearly that there's actually a there is a spiritual realm and there is a there is like glimpses at eternity yeah i I think for people that maybe are wanting to see some friends come to know god to be saved it's to know that um so actually for for me a lot of the time it would be like 4 a.m or like random moments where i'm left alone and facing myself that there'd be things that my dad had said that stuck with me and they came back. And uh, I think the Bible talks about how everything else will fall away, but his word will stand. And so when everything else was exhausted and fell away in my mind and in my heart, the word of truth remained. And so have a lot of faith for the seeds that you sow mm -hmm. and just, just be faithful in the sowing and be faithful in the watering because chaff be chaffing and chaff will be separated from the wheat. And that's just how God will do it. And he will find a way to, to sieve and to winnow away the stuff in our life that is in the way. And he can do that for anyone.
Mm. And do you think people have grasped that understanding that God's promises are true no matter the timing or yeah like do you think there's something in more of us reading and relying it's like you've been quoting like scripture and how it's resonated and that's like a God's promise and then you've seen that come to fruition in your life but other people may only see the promise or may only know that it's a promise but won't believe that it's true yeah how would you get people to rely on it right well I guess it's kind of similar to someone having a boat and knowing that it floats and saying yeah I'd trust that boat floats and then refusing to get in it it's just Mm. like well just why don't you take it out on the water and and you'll really know that it does and then it does much more than float it actually can take you somewhere and it can open you up to a whole new way of seeing and give you way more space than than if you just stayed on land and Mm. stayed stayed where you feel safe and where stuff is familiar and try it out (laughs) yeah go for it and so you were saying that like lockdown has been a bit of like a stretch or a bit harder um or maybe like you've been confronted with more things do you have stories and like testimonies of when you've stepped out either in faith or have been stretched by the lord (laughs) and then you've seen the floating and the traveling (laughs) on the boat uh a really like simple example is um I've made a lot of decisions more recently and um, I'm yet to see them come through to fruition. But what has happened is in our garden, I, I cut back. We've been in our house for two years and I haven't, I hadn't until recently cut back the rows, the climbing rows. And I was like, I'm just going to cut them way down, like way, way, way down. And um I was kind of hoping that they'd do the thing that roses do where they just boom and like blossom twice as big. But I also wasn't too sure because I was like, I don't know if I've like screwed up these roses. But um, yeah, just as we kind of like came into the sort of more warm springy weather, loads of like loads, like 50, 50 different shoots are coming out of these rose, uh, these climbing roses. Mm. And um, yeah. I'm also seeing that kind of the budding new life in these other bold decisions where we've had to just like cut back on what we do um, and sort of say yes to some dreams that God's given. We're, we're kind of seeing him speak into them and, and affirm those decisions. And then, then it just becomes about stewarding the growth and then about like making sure that we create good structures to support it. Um, but yeah I, f- I feel like that's the first thing that comes to mind with that mm, yeah and that reminded me of something that I'd seen of you it's like you often well maybe correct me if I'm wrong but it feels like the way that God would sometimes speak to you or often is like through what you're experiencing like in the natural or what you're seeing like I remember yeah. one prayer meeting where you were like oh I was just looking at that building and then God spoke to me about this and that yeah. refers to like either this word or like something that's happened in my life do you think that's because like that's kind of the way that God speaks to you or do you think that's something to do with like your artistic nature or do you think that's because God I mean I know there's not really a simple answer to this so, you know it could be all of them but do you think that's because God wants to like speak through our experiences and through what we're seeing with our like mind's eye what's coming to mind is where Jesus says how you don't understand the things of earth 
how can you expect to understand things of heaven? Mm. Where he's speaking in parables, and the reason why he's speaking in parables is because the natural world reveals and testifies to to God at being awake, and um, it reveals his wisdom, because it was by and through his wisdom that he created the earth. And so it reflects, and it like has... It has it in its DNA, like patterns of the world, like the natural world, not patterns of the world that the enemy is orchestrating, but patterns of the natural world that has been placed in its DNA from God as he sort of spoke it into being and wrapped it around wisdom. I love in Proverbs where wisdom says, in the beginning, he created all things by me. He inhabited, he like put me on like a glove. And so everything has been created in wisdom and I love that that he's using these these things to describe spiritual reality and they're like it's going away over their head and they're like if you don't get this I can't reveal to you the things of heaven which then also means makes me then think like boot camp is understanding the world boot camp is understanding you know how God speaks in the natural world and that's just like that's our training ground he wants to actually be speaking to us about things of heaven. He wants to be revealing much more intricate things like John's vision and revelation. Um, I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing John had the kind of heart because he was quite a visionary person and super poetic that he, I, I think, probably had cultivated enough of a, an observation and like a, a language with God that he he kind of saw God speak through whatever so that then... It made him a bit more of a, a bit more of a likely suspect for being given something of that, something of that scale. Like what John mm. saw would have ought to destroy him. What he saw, but he managed to stick it out and come back and like write it all down and and bless the church with it. So yeah, I I think yes, God does want to. He he's kind of like, why why are you not? Um, and I think that's probably. I think actually in a preach we had, oh no, it's coming out on Easter Sunday. Um, I, I got a sneak peek. Foreshadowing. But foreshadowing. But Joel talks about this, like, are you, when the sky is red and threatening, you say it's going to be stormy and today will be nice because of whatever. I can't remember the exact words, but he says, you know how to read the sign. You know how to read these things, but you, you can't tell the signs of the times. So that kind of like suggests we can have an understanding of like the natural world without an understanding of what God's doing. But I think that it's when we're in Christ, we've got a bit more of a leg up to be able to, to be able to draw those two things together and go, ah, this is happening. I think that's speaking about God doing this on a wider scale or in someone specifically or something like that. Mm, like relying on Jesus as the mediator and the bridge between yeah. things. Yeah, that's really cool. And so you talked about like boot campus, like understanding the earth and like, well, like the natural and like what God's saying. And then he can then release more and like enhance your capacity to understand different things, like moving on to Revelation. How did you as Joel and like what God wanted to do with you, like get there? Was it like, and I know it's still a journey, but like was, have you been largely blessed by, I guess, like different mentors, like speaking in? Has it been your intimacy and like reliance on the word? Like, how did you become shaped to be like this and how yeah how do you keep being shaped into like what God wants to do 
in both the like as an identity as a son but also in the, like I've got a chance to build the kingdom and like I have a vocation and I have a calling and I want to be influential that's such a good question and so I'll give it a good answer <laughs> I hope <laughs> how did I get shaped I think first of all probably my dad the way that my dad speaks is um if you heard him you would definitely think this is Joel <laughs> this is this is the Joel original so I think largely which is interesting because like he wouldn't I wasn't raised I said this at my wedding I wasn't raised a Christian I I was raised as a son and so it would just be like normal stuff it would be normal language but it would be like this like dance of like enjoying the fusion between natural and spiritual world and yeah he's quite an observant guy and he's a bit of a a ponderer which is different to a thinker I think people can be thinkers or they can be ponderers and I think someone that ponders is someone that's not they've got a kind of like jaunty smile while they're having a little bit of amusing to themselves and that's my dad really in a nutshell um yeah I I, I think that is the kind of like you just ponder stuff <laughs> I've said ponder a lot now but that's that's the <laughs> best that's the best way to describe it um so that's like shaped me loads and um I think my mum has quite a sharp edge to her with, I think, probably like cultural cultural perception, maybe, and how people and relation, relationships work out and, and just like patterns of behaviour. I think she's probably shaped that a lot. And a lot of it coming through films with her, like the way that she'd uh, almost like uh, have a commentary going over the film. And she'd know what would happen. She'd know what was going to happen before it happened and... I think just learning stuff from her. It's like a very unusual discipleship, but it's a, mm. it's a discipleship nonetheless. And I'm really grateful that I actually got discipled in that way outside of a kind of like classic church context, because I think that has shaped me up to not just be um, thinking in a um, regimented way, but to have that off the cuff ability to like respond to stuff in the moment and to think more I think think more humanly Mm. probably and then that kind of comes when you're talking about like influence and everything I think my main influence that I want to have is to make Christians more human um because we've like Jesus didn't set up a bar that was not you know outside of the realm of possibility for a human he wants us to be spirit-filled people and he wants for us to actually just become more human I mean, Josh, uh, Joshua Luke Smith is a, a rap artist. He bigs up this book as well. I can't remember the author of the book, but if you type in Becoming More Human or Becoming Human, that that will lead you there somewhere. But it's that whole thing of like, actually, there was a, there was a mandate at the beginning that humanity had. We became less human when we got separated from God and got, uh, God came down through Jesus to be able to bridge that gap to make us more human again through redeeming mm. our connection with God. And that doesn't mean that we then like get rid of all the things that made us beautiful and powerful and original uh, for the sake of becoming conformed to an image, like we're conformed to the image of Christ. But the manifold wisdom of God literally means that it's multicolored. It like it should look really different across the spectrum. And um, so I really like finding people and discovering who they are in the church and uh, just like finding ways of releasing them into into that. And to be confident about actually, I can be a Christ honouring 
me. Um, I don't need to look like this. I don't need to look like that. I don't need to speak in such a way. Obviously, mm -hmm. like imitation is good to learn stuff. Um, but I think it's kind of like taking the different attributes, but ultimately wanting to just know Jesus and naturally we'll become more ourselves. We've had some preaching on this recently as well, that we become more ourselves the more we know Jesus. And I think even when Peter and John stood before the Sanhedrin, they they gave off the impression that they're uneducated while also giving off the impression they've been with Jesus, which I think is fun. It means that they were still the same fishermen, but for whatever reason, they'd been around Jesus long enough to have just inherited this ability to speak as like seasoned, gracious, wise guys. And uh, the Sanhedrin recognized it. They were like, they perceived that the men had been with Jesus and that they were uneducated. And I think that that's, that's something I really like. And I, I don't want it to be lost in the church today. I want people to be celebrated for what they are and not not like the kind of Galatian way of doing stuff, which is to say, um, yes, you're saved, but now you need to be saved into becoming more like us. It's not about becoming more like us. I, I really enjoy when someone new comes into the church that's just freshly been saved because it's like, no filter they're not they haven't learned how to speak church yet they've they've mm. they've just got what they've come in with and the truth of the gospel is still powerful and relevant and and it comes out in ways that you wouldn't expect it but because of that it actually releases and i think it like embellishes uh things that have become too familiar for us i think when we hear it come from from someone that doesn't know how to speak church yet mm. um yeah, so that, that's, I think, as my like, main influence is mum and dad. <laughs> um, there are people in the church that I love and admire, but I, I think in terms of who I am um, is largely shaped by my parents. That's really cool, because I think some people, yeah, it's like awesome to hear a blessing of yeah parents who have discipled and brought you up in your sonship. And yeah, like the health and beauty of that is like really cool to see that. and Because, yeah, you are distinctive, and I think it makes people like do a double check and be like oh like what's Joel got or like what's he learned of the Lord or I don't know like what vibe are you on and it, it makes people like look a second time and in that I think they then want to press oh, more into the spirit so oh, I'm glad would you mind praying for anyone listening just that they can be released into what they're being called to if that's yes. okay absolutely yeah Father, we ask for your for your smile to cut through any any feelings of just uh, intimidation and um, the insecurity of, of insignificance, and that you would you would cut through all that, and that you would you peel it away in this moment with a smile. That you'd even warm them now by your spirit, and that you would cause them to come alive come alive and uh bloom and actually open up and i see for people now where obviously i talk about keeping things hidden and secret and stewarding but i think there are some people now that you've been hearing that and you've been thinking i don't know if that's for me and actually yeah it is uh different for you that you need to come out where you've been is just um in the shadow and 
I see the father repositioning you so that you can actually begin to, to be known. I see people who have been afraid to serve because they haven't got it. Well, they haven't been sure enough of their ability or their, their significance. And that they're actually, there's teams where they think they have ambitions to be in teams where they, they feel way out of their depth. They feel like they'd be, the complete novice, but I want to release them from that. I want to release them in your name. Father, would you, would you give them place and would you give authority from their obedience to just say yes to you and to see that humility uh, begin something really fresh. I thank you, God, that you give grace to the humble, but you oppose the proud. And I thank you, God, that you encourage us. You, you say those who are rich rejoice in your downfall. And those, those who you, are poor, uh, rejoice and be glad in your exaltation as you're lifted up. Uh, so I just pray for those that feel like they're poor, uh, whether it be in gifting, <laughs> like impoverished in, you know, experience or whatever, that they'd rejoice in their exaltation, that you can, you can skillfully use them in any way that you desire. And uh, yeah, I pray that we would all be able to hold that glory, that we'd all always be able to hold the weight of the glory of God revealed in the face of Christ Jesus. And so we come back to that smile of God that we'd be able to see you, Jesus, and smile as well. Amen. Amen. Hey, so that's the end of the first part of Joel's episode. It was jam-packed with so much, so I thought I'd split it into two. So this episode was way more about the identity of a son and what it means to be distinct and understand your encounter and journey with the Lord. And then the second part, which will come out in two weeks' time, is about the Acts Church being like family, but also what it means to see the glory through the church and working out your part in that and stewarding and discerning the right timing for things that it feels like God has called you to do in your life. So really exciting. And yeah, please check in the next time and hope you listen to both because Joel was so awesome. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. There'll be another episode next week. Hit me up or my guests on the socials if you want to know more. But yeah, if anything has resonated with you today, please pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. If you feel like it's something for you for this season um, or to incorporate in your life, then yeah, please do that because intentionality can bring so much expectation of what we think the Lord is going to do with us um, and in this world and in the season and with the church. So it's great to just be getting stuck in and asking him more and more.